0: Hi, I'm Kurt from San Diego.
1: Hi, I'm Rainbow from Madison, Wisconsin.
0: Hi, I'm Dominic from Atlanta, Georgia. The Sound of Young America is an independent production supported by listeners like you and me. If you'd like to donate to support the show,
1: visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. I'm Jesse Thorne. Live on tape from my house in Los Angeles, it's The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. Before we talk to Thomas Lennon, Kerry Kenny, and Ken Marino of the state, here's a clip from the show. Michael Ian Black plays a man waking up from a coma, and Ken Marino, his doctor.
2: He's waking up, doctor. Relax, Jerry. Don't try to get up just yet. You've been in an accident. Do you remember? Well, I remember I was changing the papers on the xerox machine and i i stood up and then i hit my head on the file cabinet yes jerry and you've been in a bit of a coma ever since how long well prepare yourself jerry you've been asleep for 119 well almost two hours
0: oh is my wife
1: here
2: yes
0: but uh...
3: jerry we heard you were waking up we came straight over from the apartment
0: what apartment Hours. We don't have an apartment.
3: Well, I had to sell the house, Jerry. It just held too many memories. I live in an apartment now with my new husband, Dan. Hey,
1: husband? You remarried?
2: How
3: long was I supposed to wait for you,
2: john
1: Jerry.
3: Whatever. I've moved on with my life now. Oh, which reminds me your parents are dead.
2: After tedious and painful therapy, you should regain partial use of your limbs. How soon can I return to work? Oh, Jerry. <laughs> you don't have a job anymore. <laughs> Computer programming has sort of been phased out. Phased out? Yes, we don't use computers anymore, Jerry, now that we can all read minds.
3: Some of us had to keep evolving while you got to sleep, Jerry.
2: And without telepathy, we wouldn't be able to communicate with the Martians that now rule our planet. Jerry, your coma stretched across one of the most eventful early afternoons in history with hard work, therapy, and drugs, I bet you can readjust yourself.
1: It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guests on the program are three of the members of the sketch comedy group, The State. They started at the end of the 1980s at New York University, uh, rocketed to semi-fame on the music television (laughs) network, (laughs) rocketed to semi-fame. That's like a rocket um, was making it about a hundred
0: feet up. And it was then... exactly it was one of those rockets that they put a Russian chimp in and it burned to death. <laughs> like it burned to death on, on the launch pad. Like, Just this like, time we're doing it. Yeah, what they had is like a thousand Ooh. Russian school children watching a monkey burn to death <laughs> on a launch pad. That's, That's what we state. were. That's the state. <laughs>
1: um it's Tom Lennon, Carrie, uh, Kenny Silver, and Ken Marino. Uh, welcome to the Sandy Young America. It's great to have you guys on here. Thank you it's for having great,
3: us. great to be back.
1: So the show is not called The Mounds of Fudge America.
0: No. No, that's, okay. That's oh. just a vulgar pun that you, I read, that I you just, created. I just misread the fax.
3: Oh, maybe we have that later today. Oh,
0: okay. That, you that, still get faxes? <laughs> I only am working on facts these days. <laughs> I sent a huge. I do I, everything. I faxed faxed. My, I've been faxing out Twitters. <laughs> you oh. are grunge. Oh. <laughs> I just instead of twittering, I just fax <laughs> everyone I know with a fax number.
3: I bet that's we need to version. talk to you about that. My fax, that's it's a lost. lot. It's expensive, all the paper. It's a I fuit. don't need to know by fax that you just brushed your
0: teeth. Well, I'm fweeting these days, and I like it. <laughs> Jesse, thanks for having us back. It is Jesse,
1: right? Yeah, it is, and, it, and it's a pleasure to have, uh, to have you guys on the show. Of course, uh, since uh, this state, uh, the three of you, have, uh, uh, along with the other members of the state, have had many other projects, uh, most recently uh, Ken Marino has been a featured player, the star even of. Mm, wait a minute! St-
3: I know what you're getting. Actually, most recently, my most recent project was I just cleaned out all the DVDs in my closet.
1: Mm. Right, <laughs> that was more so recent. I, than... I was
3: very, that was like an hour ago. Unless sure. this is unless this thing that you're going to say about Ken was. More, I don't know that, what you're
1: going to say. I'm, I'm, I'm just, just no. okay. On go ahead. Go ahead. Let's on, hear. Because it was about me. mostly. Let's hear. Okay. Uh, I was going to mention the stars sitcom uh, Party Down. <laughs> oh, thank uh, you. A very a very oh, that's funny very show. Of course, Tom Lennon and Carrie and Kenny. I think you I was might asked to do from... one of those
0: stars, and I either forgot about it or I passed.
1: Right. <laughs> not, not that I did. <laughs> I meant to do
0: it, but I think I forgot.
1: Jeez. Right. No,
0: I for, I literally forgot. They I think they forgot that they wanted me to do it. Uh, 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 oh, party, on down. party down! You guys forgot. Yeah. I. What? Which part? I don't know. Somebody called Probably and said hey, part. you want to do it, and I said yeah, and then they never called back. Well, it wasn't me. I had no power over okay. on, on that show. And why didn't
1: Why didn't you want him to be on the show, Ken? It's Machiavellian it's stuff like state a, all over again. Yeah, it's it's
4: I I want it's a competition. It's really.
1: Sexual
0: um, sexual tension.
1: Everything we do is a sexual competition, especially <laughs> the sex
0: competitions.
1: Um, Carrie, this is something that has nothing to do with this shape, but I was astonished to read on the internet that your father voiced lion Is yeah.
3: that actually true? This is very true. My father was the voice of lion Lord of the Thundercats, 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 ho. My father currently and has always been the voice of the Cocoa Puffs bird. And Count Chocula. The one who says cuckoo from Cocoa Puffs.
0: He's yes. also the voice on this on all the state DVDs when it says something that happened. Pre- and now back to the startling, whatever it is. Previously of the startling, on the, the state. state. Or, so or I, previously on the stapes. We, we always would use Larry at the very <laughs> beginning Kerry of show. Larry Kennedy. Larry is actually the Kevin voice. Kevin Albuquerque. <laughs> almost any time there's a voice that's not one of us, it's it's Larry Kennedy he on was the state. Free. Always.
1: I I want to ask you about that. I was trying I was like going counting backwards in my mind because I was uh, when when that show was on the air was about the time when I was in its key demographic. I remember playing on in the playground ThunderCats. Um you've you've got maybe 10 years or so on me, which would put you right in the demographic, Jesse. Wow. Wow. To, wow. But wow. that would put you right in the All demographic right. to be like a teenager when that was going on. You know, and I, I wonder what yeah. it's like when you're when you're a teenager and Precustory your dad and is uh, is o on Thundercats, whether that's something you're proud of or I not. I was getting
3: laid left and yeah. right. <laughs> I was a girl. You have to put that into the fact into, right. the, the, into the pot
1: Scenario. because
3: mm, it wasn't a big show with girls. Um,
1: mm-hmm. but well, it wasn't a big show with sixteen-year-olds. I would not hope.
3: with sixteen-year-olds, but and especially not with girls. But certainly now the cool factor. You know, it's like the retro cool factor. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Is that one of those shows that was sort of promoting the gay agenda?
3: <laughs> well, I don't think they intended it. <laughs> yeah, but it was. was it, but it know, was. Hollywood? It, it like, was. Like, it was just like yeah. just like the Village just, People, just but like we, we didn't were. know.
0: Just like I believe the state was. Proba- sta- possibly state, yeah. the Early coolest state.
3: thing my dad ever did that I'm the most proud of is he was the host of a little television program called Bowling, Bowling for $4.
1: Dollars. Ken, let's let's talk a little bit about the state. What what are your first memories of uh, Tom and Carrie? My first memories of Tom and Carrie on the
4: state. Um, you were a volatile guy during I don't the state. No, I was drinking a lot. I
1: don't remember. You're, but you were really. <laughs> we volatile. met. We met Ken, when Ken Ken we were seventeen. Were, yeah, I was going to say you were you were new to college when you met. You I, was new new when college, I was new to college
4: actually. I was. Um, I Tom originally when the state was formed. Tom, you were not a member. Of, not the not original a member of the I was not a member. Of I came of in a year, a year late. And I remember you. one of the first things you came in and pitched was a fantasy Ithmus. It was a sketch. Ithmus. It was a parody
0: Ithmus. of Fantasy Island Ithmus. called the Dream Ithmis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you were allowed to enact, you could live out reasonably priced <laughs> fantasies <laughs> that were sort of workaday fantasies that, yeah. would, that weren't a big production. It wasn't Fantasy yeah. Island. It Why was Fantasy we ever do that? That's I, a great I remember sketch. the vitriol with which the rest of the group looked at me, <laughs> the hatred. When I read that it was the first sketch I ever I don't really I know why I ever wrote I didn't another know what sketch. the word meant. Right. So it was my anger at my oh, I think really. it's
3: because you were wearing a bow tie and cowboy boots.
0: That too. <laughs> we used to you should something you should know about the state is that we like I can't overstate how seriously we took what we were doing. Ken once put his fist through a wall <laughs> during a meeting of the state when Mike Black and Mike um, and Ben Grant we're going to go on the road. Uh, they we're going to take a little time off from the group to be Ninja Turtles. I don't remember that. Um, it was a big he deal. He put his
1: fist like going, when you a say wall. When you say going on the road to be Ninja okay, Turtles, maybe through a chair, you mean through a like, wall. Like, like... You don't when remember the, that? Like when appearing. the Ninja Turtles had a music act, no, oh, and they honey, would go no. to malls,
3: no, 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 they were
1: the advanced team. They were appearing
3: they at mm-hmm. like bowling
0: alleys uh, and children's no. hospitals. They did a lot of good work. This was like yeah. the national tour. Yeah. They would show up.
1: those fancy suits the,
4: before, like the, uh, the 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 skating Ninja Turtles showed up and did like the big uh, ice
1: skating Ninja, yeah, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, the ice skating about. Ninja Turtles.
4: Mm-hmm. So they would come and they would do interviews on local television, bowling alleys, uh, car um, dealerships, right?
1: And you were exactly. unhappy about that. Well, they were going well, they to leave. they quit college. Well, we they took quit
4: college, and, and and then in doing that, they were they were quitting the group, because which made yeah. I I was upset about it. And in fairness, we
0: all took the group. That's we seriously, never we... thought it would
3: end ever, ever, ever. It was like the uh, the notion that your parents were going to die. It was like that's not going to happen. That can't happen.
1: How was that tone set? How did it get to the point where? Because that's not what most college comedy groups are like. What do they like they're just goofing around we were not we, we goofing around we were certainly goofing around on our off time, but we took the we
0: certainly took the work and the sketch writing. Mm-hmm. It was so competitive and so cutthroat I mean we just were you know it's the reason the material is still good. Is because we literally never let anybody slide on anything in the group ever.
3: We loved it. We let we yeah. were together every minute. We loved it. Yeah.
1: So, at, at what point, when you were in college, did you decide that this was going to be more than your college club?
3: Always. We never thought otherwise. We we thought we were going to rule the the world of comedy. Did you see a <laughs> ha- Did you
1: see a path
0: to it? Uh, you know, honestly, um, I not. I mean. The weird thing is, like, when you are the age that we got together, we we didn't we were so naive and so Tom and I met at sixteen. Carrie and I have been friends since we were sixteen years old. But you know, we were weren't cynical at all, and we legitimately thought, Mm -hmm. you know, that we were the next Monty Python. I think in in our heads, I enjoyed what we were doing, and it made me feel like I was actually doing something
4: at college because I didn't like the other like classes I was taking so much. So I enjoyed. You didn't uh, like I college, is essentially what no, you're No, I liked I the college environment. I liked uh, living in Manhattan, but I there were certain courses that you know I didn't like. So what was great about the state is I actually felt like I was doing work and I was learning something, and it was a, it was actually a, it was like school for me, you know, as far as uh, the education of of kind of uh,
0: learning about comedy and, and writing comedy, and so. I don't know if people know we were together years before the television show. Yeah. By the time the TV show came along, we'd been together for, I'd since been in the group, I'd been in the group for, since 89, I came in a year late, but mm-hmm. everybody else had been together the year before, and, and,
1: and the, fir- we, the first season of the television show was 93, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: so we'd been together, and we'd already done, you wrote it, you watch it, uh, the year before too, so, so we had done hundreds of live shows, not hundreds, but, but a really substantial 40s, amount of live shows, 40s of live shows, 40s, but I mean, <laughs> we would, you know, we would shows. open for bands, and we, we were relentless, we would get together, mm-hmm. like. All of our free time was devoted to the state. We would we would meet at night and pitch each other material. Skip
3: classes, yeah. that made for some free time. We would
0: take any gig that anybody ever offered us. We, we, performed, we performed in bars all the, the time. We did the strawberry festival.
3: We perform we performed the strawberry mm-hmm. festival and we performed on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. The violet NYU Violet's mm-hmm. basketball court. During for, while,
0: there the while, court. Joke, <laughs> while there was a game happening on the other court, not
3: a joke. While there was a game happening on the other court, perfect. Twenty twenty, I think that was a mistake. We, we,
1: was the
0: we, best we show played
1: we ever some bad. Did. We played some bad venues. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you mentioned uh, uh, you wrote it. You watch It. Um, I that what was called? You wrote it. You watch it. Did I get that right? This was a television program hosted by uh, Mr. John Stewart on uh, the Music Television <clears throat> Network, where people. Uh, made videos themselves with the then-nascent home camcorder technology and uh, sent them into MTV and and, uh, they aired them. Um, Not
3: really. No? The the conceit was that people would write letters to MTV to say, this crazy thing happened to me and here's what it was. And then this team of professional comedians would um, reenact them.
4: And so, but what but what we brought to it actually, and I think it was David. We, went out, and we went, people, yeah. went out and we interviewed people. We said we we wanted they
0: we pitched it right. We did we did
4: some we had pitched MTV so many times. I David
0: think. Wayne was interning at MTV. We had pitched MTV. I think at least two or three times. Will you please give us a sketch show? They flatly refused us over and over again, and, and had wouldn't? no interest. We, in We that. had
3: no experience.
0: Yeah.
4: And so we we did what we did is the man the man on the street kind of we shot pe- interviewed people and asked them what was your Basically, what people were writing in these le- they they were writing in these letters about you know most embarrassing parent story or whatever, and what we what we pitched was we'll go and go out and actually interview people on the street and intercut it with that, and that was
0: that that was our contribution to you wrote you watch it and from I think that it got us the state and it got John Stewart the John Stewart show the original John Stewart show on MTV
1: so you're so saying two. you got John Stewart the John Stewart show or vice versa
0: and it's it entirely me possible a he Nobel got us Peace Prize the state.
3: nomination. Congratulations. Sandra O.
1: Oh,
0: Sandra oh took that one also. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's The Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guests are Thomas Lennon, Kerry Kenny, and Ken Marino of the influential comedy group The State, which is now on DVD. Here's something from a comedy record The State made after their television show was canceled called Comedy for Gracious Living. It was deemed too strange to be released by their record company.
3: Hey!
2: Hey. Oh. hey,
0: Bob! Glad you're finally out of the hospital.
3: Your new glass <laughs> eyes look terrific.
2: Thanks. Good to have you back, Bob. Hey, we bought you some flowers. Oh, no. Uh, I'm allergic to roses.
0: <laughs> One thing you could always say about Bob he always had a lot of eyes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So now
3: he doesn't mm. have any eyes.
0: No. I guess
4: nothing. I can keep those roses now.
3: You can hear us?
4: Yeah, no, I didn't lose my huh? hearing. Uh,
3: what
4: about now?
3: Do you guys want to go well, get salmon? I can
4: still salmon? hear you now. Salmon, sure. I'm not
0: allergic to that. Just let me no. get my bowls out of this book. Let's go have a drink.
1: When you first started uh, producing material and you first started working with MTV uh, on the TV show, what kind of reactions did you get from the people at MTV? What did they think of what you were doing?
3: I don't know if they knew we were there.
1: We, we were, were in the very, very, closet. very low on the radar,
0: uh, certainly. And when we did get notes, you know, the very first season, we got a couple notes, which were they would really would have preferred our material to in some way address the MTV audience, which, which <laughs> right, they, we just didn't do at all. Well, they did the we four. They were cared. the four. They yeah. were the
4: four things they needed. They wanted. They <clears throat> topical, wanted like it was like sick music, and, stuff. sick and twisted, right. mu- musical parody, oh, nice. right, or MTV parody, to- right, topical. Right. Uh, right? Social Second Sick and Twisted. Sick and twisted. Yeah, and and twisted uh, uh, MTV parody. Uh, they love parodies. Love parodies. Were, oh, oh, recurring characters. They definitely right. want a recurring character. And there was one other thing. We and of course, we were like, we don't want
3: to do any of that shit. And,
4: and we
0: basically didn't. <laughs> which I mean?
3: which I think, honestly, to, to our credit years later, I, I honestly think that's what makes it watchable now. Because we weren't doing... Sketches or trying not to do. I mean, the one
0: the- parody we did was MTV Sports. For some reason, <laughs> well, we, we parodied did,
4: Dan Cortez. We, we did. If you look at the first a couple, couple of seasons, we do it's it's heavier in that. Like yeah. we do like a Cindy Crawford thing. We and, got like, away uh, from
3: it though. And what? flea
4: and and and,
0: and um. And I got slash. fleas in the house. Yeah.
4: And then and then th- once they started to like after we got picked up to the second season and the third season. They kind of really kind of forgot about us, or Can, let us do our thing. And,
1: you did an, a noteworthy character that was essentially a parody of all of those ideas—a guy who was built exclusively around a catchphrase.
4: That was a reaction to the the notes that first season, which it was, was we, we, us we, giving them
3: the finger, basically. I don't know why we were
4: so, you know, adamant or angry about like drawing a line in the sand, but we were, and and we we just didn't want to do recurring characters, and then they insisted, and so what we. Planned on doing was Louis the I want to dip my balls in a guy
1: who held ping pong balls. He was talking
4: about ping pong balls. That was just the balls. standards and that practice. Yeah, they yeah, made that's how right. he standards.
1: standards. Yeah. Right. Well, it also applies had... to our program. So I want to mm-hmm. clarify that he was talking about the ping pong ball. Oh, yeah, 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 as yeah, as
3: yeah. he walks in the room, then the announcer, A.K.A. Larry Kenny, would say. Louis, the guy who comes in and says his catchphrase, catchphrase over, and over and over again, again.
4: And, and and we designed the one of the first shows where the whole show was leading up to a recurring character that you've never seen before, and our 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 plan was to never see him again. Like Iggy Pop <laughs> talked about, mm-hmm. like this wonderful recurring character. And then we did it, and then of course MTV was like, "Oh, that's terrific! Do another one, or something like that." And so we won and, and same with Doug. Like we, and eventually we, we wound up doing conceded, recurring yeah. characters, yeah.
3: and people did like like the recurring characters a lot. But I, I think we felt like we had won in a way by saying, like, "All right, we'll do them, but we're going to do them our own way."
1: Here's a bit of that sketch with Louie, and. Let's be clear, he's talking about ping pong balls he's holding in his hands.
0: And now Louie! the guy who comes in and says his catchphrase over and over again. Hey, everybody, it's Louis coming
2: down
0: the wall. Hey everybody.
2: Hey Louis. Hey, hey. Who's got something to drink? I do. What is it? It's uh, orange juice. Orange juice? Uh-huh. Hey, I want to dip my balls in it. Yeah! <laughs> Who's got a bowl or something? I do. What's in it? Oatmeal. Oatmeal? Oatmeal. Oatmeal? Oatmeal. Yeah! I want to dip my balls in it. Yeah! Yeah! Mayonnaise. I want to put it on my sandwich. Yeah! Oh, oh. What's oh, going to say, say it. You know what I'm gonna say No we don't You know what I'm gonna say No No, we we don't don't. You know what I'm gonna say No we We don't don't. You know what I'm gonna
1: I was just watching the first season of the show last night and this morning, and um, one of the things that impressed me, and particularly about a character like uh, Louis, this character who's uh, basically a parody of the idea of having a catchphrase, (laughs) is that almost every sketch is invested with just a tremendous amount of brio, just like a... You really, like, go to town with every single we character, every Say what you want about idea. the state. We committed.
3: We worked work so hard. Even if what we're doing
0: is terrible, you will not see a higher level of commitment from a bunch of people.
3: One misconception about the state, and I think it might be because of Reno now, but we never did improv. Never, ever, ever. We treated, I guess because we were in college studying theater, we treated our, our written word like a play and you memorized it to the if and or but. And so oh, we, rehearsed, we rehearsed, so and hard. rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed, you know, beats and moments and, you know, we were theater school
4: nerds. We definitely, what, what, you know, if, sometimes we tried to mask, uh, maybe a skit that was, uh,
0: a B, B or a B-minus?
4: With, with a lot of volume. I know I did. <laughs> yeah. And I think I calmed down a little mm-hmm. bit in the later season.
1: How did you... I read, I read an article from the New York Times uh, from the mid-1990s, a feature about the state that ran in the Times. And one of the things that struck me was they were very insistent uh, that you were very insistent that you were making all of your decisions together. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It took which, a lot
1: of time. <laughs> which is amazing, given, again, that there were 10 or 11 of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's true. How did you do that?
0: Again, it's the reason that the material, I think, holds true and is still funny and could be released now and and, and hold up is because, I mean, it was just like something that was filtered over and over again. And I don't mean filtered like, like done by a committee, but, I mean, it was...
3: We were the committee. It was attacked. No I mean, everyone attacked writers.
0: every piece until there was... The only things that got through that many people were the things that were completely new and totally weird and totally original. And if it wasn't pretty interesting and pretty weird, it just would not make the show. We were not I mean, lazy. it really didn't. There's I, not very many ordinary sketches on the show. I think that the mind, that that
4: approach came about because of Todd, which was, mm-hmm. uh, Todd was in a, Todd Holbeck was in a, a sketch comedy group called The Sterile Yak, and he broke away from it because he didn't like the hierarchy of it, I think. I think that's, I think that's, no, was, that's exactly right. And then, yeah. And yeah. so he wanted to start his own uh, group. But it was which, more of a collective. Which was, yeah, every, everybody had an equal say and that group became the new group, and that's what we were called through college, and that's how we approached it. That was kind of a precedent that Todd started, and then we never let go uh, throughout throughout us working together. And, and, and you know, as, as we uh, got older or as the group got older, you know, it became hard because disagreements tended to kind of stretch everything out. You know, if you had one person, like, making a call, you can, at, at a certain point, move on to the next joke. But I remember kind of... Arguing ad nauseum about certain things. Mm-hmm. So it, that's we fought,
0: why we fighting was the the discourse of the group. That was the way that we mm-hmm. worked everything out. We, I mean, we would basically what we would do is every single evening and every weekend from, you know, like, say, you know, six or seven till 10 or 11 at night, we would pitch each other material, fight tooth and nail about it. And then when we were done, we'd go to a bar.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and and never write, and write, never
0: take the fights with us and mm-hmm. write skits on yeah. uh, bar napkins. napkins yeah. yeah, and we would never. The fighting would never really go with us to whatever we were doing. We, we were very good at maintaining our friendship despite the fact that we were basically our, our full time job was fighting with each other. Yeah,
1: were you guys writing things that were too silly and weird? Oh, Come like where's the now. mousey? Lard and Lard like Factory.
3: Slinky oh, Town.
0: Why did I not bring you know, recently a bunch of the state was over at my house and I, I read some sketches oh. that did not make it, like the old Lard Factory. Remember that one? I don't. When Lard that sketch was called when Lard was I feel was like king. that was a follow up. <laughs> I feel like, was that a follow-up to the Porky Ricky Pine, the restaurant Por- 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 Kind of. Then there was the Ricky Jones show, which never made it, which was me and Mike Black going, ooh, got, oh God, yeah, it's Ricky it's Jones. Jones. Ooh, oh, yeah, 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 And it was yeah, Michael, yeah. J- Mike Jan dancing in a cage.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, there was a lot of stuff that didn't, uh, you know, uh, Showalter was working on a sketch called Wine Heist for, <laughs> for years about guys in trench coats who end up like having like a sort of, all these weird guys in trench coats with sunglasses and then they meet on the sheep meadow and like have rem- wine.
3: I can't <laughs> remember is. if it's true or not, but Tom and I wrote a sketch that at, we ended up using called Froggy, Froggy, Froggy Jamboree. Jamboree. Absolutely. And I, I, I can't remember if it was true that the group didn't like it. The group, was, the like group it. did not okay. want to
0: approve it, so we just did it anyway. We, we did said, it anyway, it. and we
3: did it. when it, It's mm-hmm. over the credits, and as we're doing the sketch, you see everyone getting in the vans and leaving for the day, including the boom <laughs> and operator. And actually take the
0: microphone away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Carrie and I wrote a skit called Froggy Jamboree, And uh, the rest of the state didn't like it, and uh, they sort of got sick of us asking to do it. Uh, So we said, could we do it under the credits? And they said, uh, you know, do whatever the hell you want to do. So without further ado, the credits and froggy jamboree.
1: When we come back, we'll find out about what life was like for the state after the state. It's The Sound of Young America from PRI Public Radio International.
2: Production of The Sound of Young America is supported in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered. Online at ask.metafilter.com.
1: The Sound of Young America and the Monsters of Podcasting are headed east. We'll be in Philadelphia September 16th and 17th, and in New York September 18th and 19th. You can find full information, including lineups and ticket details, at MaximumFun.org. If you're coming to the show, help pay our way with the purchase of a beautiful commemorative poster. You can pre-order your poster by clicking on any of the dates at MaximumFun.org, and then you can pick it up at the show. We'll see you in Philadelphia and New York, September 16th through 19th. Welcome back to The Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guests are Thomas Lennon, Kerry Kenny, and Ken Marino of the influential sketch comedy group, The State. They were on MTV in the mid-1990s, and the show is now on DVD. Um, is, some of the sketches that were most successful were completely silly. Tom Lennon, one of your signature sketches that you alluded to is this thing called Barry and Levon, where you and Michael Ian Black... Um, uh, we're just two weird, like, kind
0: of Barry White guy. I don't know what we are. We're like weird, white Barry Whites.
1: and yeah, we you're, have you're wearing, a, like, lounge clothes. We're just very
0: sexy, sexy guys, and... It's uh, we just have $240 worth of pudding which is a big pile of pudding and at the end we rub our asses in the pudding but we, we, we tease it for a long time <laughs> leading up to it we're kind of like just like flirting it and super it's super sexual there are a lot of state sketches that I think what's so great about them is that they were written in the time it takes you to type out the words <laughs> and mm. no one and like we didn't and people loved it immediately once in a while we just didn't overthink something we're yep. like you know what it's great just leave it Oh yeah, oh yeah, baby. It's that time. All oh, you know is that time. I'm Levon, and I'm Barry, Sagittarius. I'm and LeVon. it's time. It's time for two hundred and forty dollars worth of pudding. Worth of pudding. Oh yeah. Mr. Boucher, come on in here. Let's get a shot of this pudding. Now that's the kind of pudding that only two hundred and forty dollars can buy. Oh yeah. We had the two forty. We had to have the pudding. Oh yeah.
1: I want to ask you about my absolute favorite state sketch, which is uh, Porcupine Racetrack.
3: Tom Lennon. You
1: now this is an astonishingly elaborate production number in the style of the uh, the race scene in My Fair Lady, mm-hmm. where everyone's wearing these spectacular Edwardian, it's
3: ding ding ding, with the trolley
1: outfits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we can play a little bit of it.
2: It's a marvelous day at the Porcupine Racetrack. We'll watch them little porkies run. The sun, the track, and porcupine.
3: Recipe for fun.
2: Racing for Mr. Johnson? Why, thank you, Jimmy. Here, get yourself a licorice whip. Have I got a pick for
1: you boys? This porcupine has to win. Yeah! He's strong and fast and ready. And loaded
3: up with gin.
1: I'll put my dough on
2: lightning, cause it says he's a sure thing. And the odds are five to four. But boy, I hope that he's not slower. Otherwise, then this here Joe will
0: be back on Skid Row.
3: The truth is we did spend a lot of money on that piece, and that was the idea.
0: I, I, I must give uh, a lot of credit to Michael Jan on that, because uh, Michael Patrick Jan, who would direct... Uh, the, our, all of our pieces were directed by either David Wayne or, or Michael. Michael Jan, and uh, Jan really went bananas on that. Like, certainly, you know, I'd always hoped it would be kind of a big production. Um, that, again, when Porcupine you, Racetrack... When you yeah. have
1: imagined Porcupine Racetrack in your mind... <laughs>
0: Porcupine Racetrack was written, I should say this, in the half hour before a pitch meeting in the time it takes to sing all those words.
3: I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have voted. And, no and then I, I, I don't think it
0: was changed. I, it, it was never really. changed. I came in. I sang it exactly like you that. Porcupine, 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 track, Pine. But Teddy Shapiro did an amazing job. Then Teddy on scored, that, scored it later. Yeah. But the we music had, was written before. We had Broadway before. dancers, yeah. which we
3: don't didn't usually have extras. We had Broadway dancers. We had we had Broadway. We had opera singers. Oh, and on what the I soundtrack. say about,
0: about the network not wanting us to do the sketch was one hundred percent true. And they thought it was a totally stupid idea. And it, and it was a good portion of our budget. Yeah, it's
4: really stupid. I would love to see the full length musical of that. So, Tom, whenever a you have, a, I don't know, an hour it's and a half. Stupid, it's
3: pretty so stupid, but so idea. was Terms of yeah. Endearment, and that was a great movie.
0: Yeah,
3: But it was true. really stupid.
0: Yeah. A yeah. real God, good what a stupid
1: movie Terms of Endearment is. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> it's the Sound of Young America. My guests are members of the 1990s sketch comedy group The State, which ran on MTV from 1993 to 1995. After a few years of doing the state on MTV, um, that, you started to get entreaties to do it on um, network television. Once and for
0: all, let's clarify what happened with the state. Yes. MTV offered us 65 more episodes on the air guaranteed. Who would take something like that? Yeah. You know, we didn't really know that much about that deal at the time. We found out a little bit later. We were very naive and really stupid and made an incredibly incredibly bad decision to instead of taking those 65 more episodes on the air, we had an offer for three specials on CBS. Uh, in between that was the ABC thing. Briefly, we were going to do something at ABC. We went out and had a big uh, with all these people from William Morris. I feel like it was in the trades even that we were going to do something on ABC. Yeah,
4: we got a we got a. Uh, we got to deal with ABC at the time was the number one network and CBS at the time was the number four network. And we left MTV um, to, with an offer from ABC and it was, we thought it was legitimate because um, like the head, the top people at at William Morris took us out and we smoked cigars and we drank brandy and, and uh, we had this like amazing meal and I don't even know the agents that we met I never met them prior, and I don't. I don't think we ever met them after. Turns out they Wars. didn't
3: exist. They were cyborgs, total scam. So,
4: the, so there was a, there was on the table. There was an ABC deal that was nice, and then that went away.
3: It got quit. It got quit. You and quit the deal.
4: you blew it, Kenny. Like, well, you We'll, blew we'll it. find something else. We'll find something else, and they found this CBS deal, if I remember correctly, which was you are will will. You can do three, special. Special. three
0: tests. It was well, actually three, one, remember?
4: I thought it was, well, it was one three test. if and... the first one. Uh, did well. right, right, right. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you, <laughs> yeah, so Total, you know a little about how this story goes. So we goes. took Total the bird in the hand specials. and yeah. we
3: killed it. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> 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 and so we did the the forty third and final Halloween special, mm-hmm. which was the only thing in TV Guide, the Halloween special uh, edition of TV Guide, that they didn't advertise.
0: Yeah. There was a. Uh, The opening of the state CBS special was a song called We're Digging Our Own Graves on CBS. It was clever. Um, It was us singing about how everyone, no one was going to watch the show. How oh, it was a terrible move for us to be on CBS, How <laughs> we were digging our own graves.
3: And they were so they and had forgotten that we were even doing the pilot for them to the point where they actually let us do that piece and yeah. air it on their network. Um,
0: it's the Halloween special with what something you, of that. we're digging, digging our own graves. graves, and graves and some, but it was I mean, it's it's I can't tell if it's funny now or really, really not funny. I think it's kinda sad. It's actually terribly sad, the the Harbinger of Things to Come that was yeah. the musical opening number of
1: our CBS special. Was it sad to do things other than the state when the state was done for good?
0: That was incredibly touchy because a, a, a bunch of us went and did a show that was a spin off of a state sketch called, called Viva, Viva Variety. Variety on yeah. Comedy
1: Central, a very strange show.
0: It was a show. I almost you thought you were going to say great show, and then there was an incredibly long pause, and he said strange show. i glad you didn't say thank you. That would have been so awkward. I'm so, I was
1: ready to say thank you, and then you said strange, what and then I... What do you say
0: when somebody says strange show? What's what's the proper response? You are. If you notice, I just kind of waited it out. Let's just yeah. wait it out for a while.
1: Well, it was a strange show. I'm not... I'm not passing judgment on it. I enjoyed this show. Yeah. I would say calling it a strange show is exactly passing judgment on it. <laughs> I don't think
3: it's like when my grandmother would come see me. I think it's in shows self-evident.
1: She... This is a yeah. show in which you, uh, the two of you, uh, uh, Tom Lennon and Carrie Kenny played... European a divorced variety Belgian variety show host. Yeah, a divorced yeah. a divorced does
0: Belgian sound, couple who had a joint custody part. of their show. That does sound strange. Michael and Black did a
1: character named Johnny Blue Jeans. Johnny Blue Jeans. Yeah.
3: So. Why is that a, any different than Mash or Golden Girls?
1: Right. It's not a strange show. But you you were explaining <laughs> that it was that it was touchy.
0: America was. Uh, it was very touchy because within uh, the group, you
1: mean? Yeah.
0: Oh, it was a horrible, horrible scene because it was based on. I'd written the, a sketch called the Mister and Ms., former Mrs. LePan variety program. And we basically wanted to do. It was an incredibly icky scene because you know a couple of people of the group uh, basically went to Comedy Central with that as as its own show. There and weren't it was, parts
3: for everybody. It was its yeah. own kind of thing, and I was so naive during all that thinking that everybody was just happy for everybody. But there's you know, going to really be weird scene. feelings about about those kind of things.
4: I wasn't happy about it. Ken was not happy with yeah. it. Right. And but, why would you but, be? But was, I was sad was because, scene. you know, the state... It the, meant the state was over, kind meant the state of over, meant the state was was And so yeah. I, it was, yeah. I was then mourning, and then, and then um, you know...
3: And then someone then had sex with that, the
4: corpse, a then And of a like a smaller uh, section of the group went out and... Did something? I was like, wait, wait a second, wait, wait, wait a second, what happened to the all for one and one for all kind of mentality? But what was in fairness, there had been a long time of absolutely. nothing happening with the state.
0: Absolutely, we had I, we had a movie saying, deal that fell through. We yeah. had had a record that fell through. We had yeah. a and, book that came out and was kind of a flop. So and
4: and everybody had to survive and everybody yeah. had to make money. I mean, we weren't making money. We weren't. We were barely making money when we were doing the state, and certainly at the end of the state when we were like. You know we got a like a record deal that that never came out but we recorded it and um a book deal that came out and nobody bought it we didn't we weren't making that much money and then when that died out, everybody had to get
0: worse and you know and so the the passion that we had never changed so it was there i mean some of the worst nights of my life were the nights that the state was you know sort of Breaking up and going to do Viva—it was really, really horrible stuff.
3: The cool thing is, on a very bright—I'm sorry, on no, no, a very I'm bright very on a yeah. very bright side, we this year did a state reunion live show in San Francisco for the San Francisco Sketch Fest, and to uh, truly to pull 11 people together on two coasts with children and jobs and families and all that um, was an amazing feat in itself. And we did all new material, and it was like we had not skipped a beat yeah, it was fun we had such an amazing time and immediately the flurry of email started of how can we tour how can we this how can we this so there the, are
0: discussions of serious state projects yeah so we've yeah. generally written a ton of material in the last year for
1: the state what can Tons. You, what can you tell us about those discussions
0: you know I don't know I, the last, I think we last left it I think if we were to say right now that we're going on tour we probably would Um because we the we last left it with kind of figuring out dates and stuff
4: it's just a, it's, it's kind of a nightmare to try to get everybody cause it's a big group it's a big group and and you know everybody's working on things and so to try to figure out when we can do something is, is hard because usually one or two or three or four people are in, you know involved in something else and so it's it's hard to get that
3: that's the good group news together. yeah I mean we have college professors in our group we have, People who have their own TV shows. You know, I mean, there's everybody's busy doing really cool stuff.
1: Well, guys, th- thank you so much for uh, taking all this time to be on the Sandy Young America. It was so great to, ha- to have you on the show. I'm ready
4: to talk for another
1: three hours.
3: I feel like this is awkward now. That we're are <laughs> you telling us we have
4: to leave? Ken,
1: Ken Marino.
4: Why are you pushing me out the door?
1: Ken Marino, Get your hands Kerry off Kenny me. Don't, Silver, and don't Tom Lennon. Get your hands, hands off man me. Don't manhandle him. Founding don't man. He
4: used to be somebody. Call the police, Kerry.
3: He was a basic cable minor celebrity.
2: Don't
0: you manhandle him.
1: The state is now available on, on digital versatile disc. That's our time for another Sound of Young America program. I have been your host, Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart, the show produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our music provided by Dan Wally. Our editor is Nick White. Our intern, John Kim. You can find us online at MaximumFun.org. And if you have thoughts about the show, you can email me at Jesse, J-E-S-S-E, at MaximumFun.org. We'll see you next time, right here on the Sound of Young America. After the Sound of Young America, we're sharing some promos from some of our pals and PRI colleagues. Hopefully, you'll get some new ideas for podcasts to check out. Clark Boyd here, host of the World's Technology Podcast. For four and a half years, I've worked in obscurity, overshadowed by the gadget junkies, the fanboys, the uber geeks, you see, people hate my podcast because, well, I don't talk about iPhones or any other sorts of gadgets and gizmos. In fact, it's the gadgets and gizmos that don't interest me. Now, the people around the world who use them to do cool things, that does interest me. Oh, and I also like bagpipes. Anyway, maybe all of that will interest you, too. Check out the World's Technology Podcast, brought to you by the BBC, Public Radio International, and WGBH Radio in Boston. Find out more at theworld.org technology.